big shout out goes to Maxis Tires, Jensen USA, and Fox Shocks for supporting the Inside Line. Welcome, mountain bikers. What's happening? They're the goat, the goatiest. Dude, I know you don't have a lot of time, so no, 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 we'll it's cruise all through good, this. Actually, but... I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good now. I, I cancelled okay. everything for you. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. Thanks. I don't believe it, but thanks anyway. <laughs> no, we we rescheduled. Uh, we rescheduled something for tomorrow that was in 25 minutes time. So awesome, dude. Mm. Well, thanks for making time for for me and for Vital and all that. I, I'm, you know, feel honored to to have you on. So. Hey, Talk about the big news, dude. 16 yeah. years with the syndicate, and now you're with Norco. Kind of a biggie. Yeah, yeah. You, uh, <laughs> you hang in it. Like, I'm, I'm curious. Like, I I have things written down, and, you know, knowing that we have a little bit more time, that's, that's cool. But I want to get right into it because I think you and I both know that people look at pictures more than they, they read. And some of the first things I noticed in those press release photos were that you're looking at a bike, you're riding a bike that had RockShox stuff on it, but you also are on a bike with Fox stuff on it. Are you riding one over the other? Like, what's that one about? I mean, that, that, that was pretty cool. You know, when, when I first got got talking with Norco, I, I speak to Sean, the CEO, and, and I said, well, you know, what's, what's this team going to look like? And he goes, well, I want the, the fastest team in the world on the fastest bike. So I was like, okay, cool. So what suspension are, are we going to be on? He goes, you pick it. He's like, we're not partnering with everyone. You decide what's going to be on this bike because we want the fastest bike. So whatever you think is the best equipment to use, we're going to use it. So, um, you know, it's, uh, that doesn't happen very often in, in, in racing, that, that you get to pick and choose, that you, you're not aligned with any partners, that you're going to create this all. And uh, so, so we had to get into it, you know, without picking the suspension, we, we don't know what drive chain or brakes we're going to use. So... Um, that was the first thing that we had to go through with testing. And, um, you know, obviously I've been on Fox for the last 12 or so years. And um, Norco, you know, I've been on, on RockShock. And, and it, you know, um, Colin Ryan, the, one of the engineers who, who's heavily invested in the suspension side and runs all the um, the suspension data and everything that Norco have. I mean, that's incredible. They've got a whole suspension set up with dynos and all kinds of stuff and tons of data. I mean, Colin heads up all of that. So, you know, they, they work quite closely with RockChuck. So I had to give it a go to, to really um, choose the best direction, which I think is the best direction. And um, man, I was, I was super impressed that, you know, um, it, it, it came down to a, to a few things and that was just really the um, handling of it and, and what I felt more comfortable and what I felt was, was better handy. So um, yeah, it, it was super cool. and and. And to be able to, to go and test and then choose the, the product we're going to ride with, that's, uh, that's really unique in downhill racing. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, and, and that's really the whole culture around this team is, is performance and, and racing. So um, I'm, I'm really excited, man. I was really, really lucky to end up in the, and fortunate to, to end up in a, in a place I am. Okay. Are, are you going to run Fox then? Is that the decision? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Are there... Any other sponsor differences, you know, for you this year besides, you know, Norco Frame? Is there anything else that goes along with this? Yeah, no, it's uh, it's been it's been really late. I mean, the, the season only ended in, in in the middle of October, and and everything kind of happened towards the end of October, going into November, and and you know, and then we got uh, 
you know, we've got sold at the team and set up the team structure. And so everything's been really late. It's really been pushed. So um, not everything is, is, um, has been picked or, or sorted out. And, and that's what we're going through right now. And sort of that process. So it's been a, it's, it's running late, but hey, man, it's been exciting. All right. So the rumors that were going around is that you were going to retire after Fort William. So one, was that true? And if it was true, you're obviously not retired. Like, what happened? I mean, that would be lovely. Like, like to me, that would be the ideal place to, to go to Fort William, to have a great race and, and finish off there. I mean, you know, I, I, and when I say a great race, I don't, I don't mean win. I mean, I just, just to run smoothly would be nice. Um, hmm. But, you know, we, we got into the season, you know, I, I, I recovered from my neck injury pretty well. And then we got into January and, and then I had to have this, this, this operation on my wrist to, to fix my thumb, um, which, which sprang up at the end of January and uh, got into the season. And then, you know, I was, I was just really struggling. We, we had a few things we were trying to sort out with the bike and, and fix and get on top of. And, you know, Fort William was in the middle of the year and we were kind of rushing into that. And, you know, I kind of said to the guys, you know, I put a lot of focus on, on retiring after Fort William and calling it quits. But I think right now we just need to go and have a good race. And uh, let's figure this out after, after Fort William. And um, guys are like, yeah, I'll just focus on racing. So, so that was cool. And um, got to Fort William and, you know, practice and training went pretty good. And, and I, I, felt, I felt really good. I had a massive crash though the, the morning of the race. But um, I managed to like kind of put everything behind me, get up, get prepared for, for this, this world championship. And you know, I, I got up to the start and I sat, well, I didn't, I stood in the start hut waiting with no bike. And when my bike was ready at about 20, 30 seconds before the start was passed to me, and I was just standing looking down the track going, okay, cool. Like, let me just focus on the track, focus on the track. Bike's going to come. I'm sure it's going to be, I'm sure it's going to be ready in time. And uh, yeah, it was, but like 30 seconds before the start's not quite a comfortable start. Not a start where you're focusing on racing, right? And uh, so it just, you know, I try to push hard. I try to like get into it. Um, and then, you know, just down the bottom had, had a, an issue and it just put a lot of force into the rear wheel and blew the tire off the rim. And, and that was my world championship. So, I mean, I was pretty, I was pretty bummed. I, I felt like there could be a better preparation going into that event. Um, and uh, yeah, so, so that's just, yeah, that's what I, how I wanted to retire. Um, and then I was just like, you know, I wanted to push through on the season and, and really make something of it. I felt like it was just such a tough season, you know, for me, like just not, not a lot going my way. Um, and, and, and just an immense pressure and stress. Um, and, and so when I got to the end of the season, I was just like, you know, it's really a way to, to end it in my career is it's having this like super stressful season you know, yeah, they were, they, we had good times and we, there was some fun, but as like a whole season as a whole, there, there wasn't a lot of fun. There was just an immense amount of, of stress. And, um, you know, and, 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 and that's where I was like, well, I actually need to go back and, and finish off racing and, and just at least have a good year and see it out, you know, not, not under so much um, strain and, and, have, and enjoy it. You know, the, I've raced because I've enjoyed racing. And to, to finish the a career where you go like, well, that's the way I ended it. Like that's what my last memories of racing are just super stressed out. Um, it's, it's not ideal. So, um, and then that's where, you know, I, I wanted to go back and race. So I, 
I think it's fair to say, and it might be the same for, for you and for the people over there, but it still seems crazy to think that you're on Norco. Like, did, did you try to work stuff out with Santa Cruz? Like what led you to Norco? Um, yeah, for sure. We, we tried and it, um, yeah, you know, it, it just really caught me by surprise and, you know, and, 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 you know, you, you just got to keep moving forward, I guess. And, and suddenly I had this opportunity and, and you know, it, it arose, um, Gwen von Lingen, who, who heads up the market at Norco, um, I worked for many years with her at Oakley. Um, Gwen was the VP of marketing there, and and uh, and another fellow South African, funny enough. And um, you know, I, I was just chatting through some things with her. I, I really I, I like her her way of thinking and, and breaking things down. And and um, I was just going through some, just having a chat with her about it all, and then trying to figure out um, my future and and. She said, well, what about Norco? Why don't you come over here? You know, we'll, we'll celebrate you. And I was like, well, you know, I don't really know much about it, to be honest. I mean, and uh, and so so then she introduced me to this, like, this gang of engineers. I mean, these guys are incredible. It's um, what I found super impressive is, is the bike industry loses the best engineers to the motor industry. You know, they always get poached. You, you see these, these great engineers come up through companies and then all of a sudden they poach and they offer to all different companies, you know, motor industry. And, um, you know, the, the, the David Cox, the head of, of Norco Engineering, comes from the motor industry. He comes from McLaren um, Automotive. So somehow they've lured in this great crew of engineers. So he, he leads a charge. You've got um, Colin Ryan, who, who heads up like a whole suspension um, development center, who, who dinos and and um, all different types of suspension. I mean, he he goes as far as writing code for all the the data that that gets you know um, all the telemetry off the off the bike. So um, you know he's pulling off stuff that he wants to see perform in the bike and and see how it performs and how it feels. So I mean that was super interesting. And then you know you've got um, Adrian Ward who he's, he's like he was like seven years in Formula One. I mean, there's a lot of experience from from um, the automotive, not only like uh, development of 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 cars, but then also into racing. And um, that to me was super impressive. Seeing this crew of engineers and going like, how, how do I, how do I not know? I've been in the industry for quite some time. How did I not know that Norco had this powerhouse group of engineers behind it? Hmm. I mean, did you know that? I didn't know it was that big, but. I- you know, and this is kind of one of the questions is they seem like they're not afraid to experiment with bike development. Like they had that crazy mule a couple of years ago that had like 500 different settings on it. They could put shocks, headsets, bottom brackets, whatever, you know, all over the place. And so I didn't realize it was that deep. Um, but it sounds like that's obviously a huge piece of the equation for you. Yeah. I mean, I mean, when you when you look at it, what they've made, you know that the the prototype downhill bike. I mean, that's an absolute race machine. I mean, that's any racer's dream bike. You know, the fact that you can you can adjust and independently want um, like adjust the head angle without adjusting any other part of the bike to to be able to adjust the 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 shock rate to to make it more progressive or more linear. You can adjust that independently from anything else on the bike. So instead of going like, let's find the best of both worlds and we can like adjust the shock rate, but you can have a slacker head angle or something else. Each part of this bike 
is adjustable independently. And that's, hmm. I, I don't, I don't know of many bikes that, that have that capability. You know, if, if I want to try and, you know, and I'm, I've been playing with this idler a little bit because that's new to me. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, not all, Id not all bikes with, you know, uh, um, idlers are the same. I mean, or, or hybrid bike, it's, it's, um, they all different. And, and that, you know, that's something I didn't really know. So, so that, that idling position is super important to, to, to many things, how the bike reacts, how the bike feels, um, so, so there's so many parts of this bike that you can tune independently, and and that's 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 really impressive. And I guess that's what gave me a lot of confidence to go on the bike, going, well, um, I can actually make this bike my own, regardless. You know, I can adjust the 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 shock rate without tuning anything else. I can then move to the bottom bracket height and adjust that, or the head angle and just adjust that. So, um, that's really unique. You know. Not many bikes, and I, I actually don't know of one that that you can adjust all these different parts of it independently. Hmm. Is okay. I got a couple questions regarding all this stuff. Like you, you yeah. know, historically, like you're kind of the perpetual puzzler, like always tweaking, always looking for an advantage. Do you think that with the access to this bike and so many things that you can do to it, do you are you hoping to find a baseline setting? and you know stick with it and tweak a little bit as you go on or do you think you're going to be doing kind of significant changes throughout the whole season you know one thing that was that was super impressive is is actually testing this bike and and this is like a another example of the level of of motors like the culture of of performance and and probably driven from a more motorsport background and definitely it is 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 when we went to testing, Colin had done all the suspension to make sure that it was in within a baseline that I'm used to, hmm. and that that feels good to me. So I wasn't going into a test trying to set anything up. Everything hmm. was set up um, from the bike. They had um, they figured out what they feel would be a great baseline for me to ride um, straight away. So you know they they downloaded all this suspension to make sure that it was on a baseline that I'm used to. And, and, and that's the, that's the difference is I didn't have to set up anything. The bike was ready to go. You know, I, on the first day I, I did five runs and, and was up to pace on this whole new bike. Hmm. And, uh, that, that's pretty impressive. And that's not, I wouldn't say that's the bike's performance. I would say that's the, that's the preparation of the team behind it. I mean, and these guys are, and that's just, you know, that's, that's a culture of racing and, and a culture of like, really pushing development that's you know guys being ready being super prepared and coming with a bike that they feel is set up for me to go you know they wanted to me to go into like a, a full 29 i said well you guys have, have created this mullet i mean let's try the mullet like you guys have built it so let, let's go for it you know you, you both got some experience with it and and that's what you believe so i've got to follow that too and see if it works or not so um these guys are prepared and and um and and that's that's yeah super impressive for me i it's i you know go to a test session where the bike's already at a baseline and you just need to tweak it to make it faster that's that's impressive yeah that's super interesting did you try a mullet then oh yeah that's that's the only one i've ridden so okay. uh they're gonna be making me a, a 29 as well and and we're gonna go back to back to testing and see which is better because we want the fastest bike so um 
if mullets are where it is, then it's a mullet. If it's 29, then it's 29. So that it, it's it's super cool. You know, we, we're going through all this process. We've, we've just ticked the box, one of many boxes in, of suspension, and that's the direction we're going there. And uh, the rest is all like a an open page to, to really dig deep and, and make, build the fastest bike. Hmm. Dude, that's cool. So when you and I talked last year, you'd mentioned that you were on a, a V10 high pivot prototype. Like you tried that out and you thought like, yeah, it had some good characteristics, but it really exhausted you by the end of the run. How does this bike differ? Cause it's, it's a high pivot, right? Yeah. So I did, I had to actually ask um, Colin to explain it a bit to me because, you know, I felt it was super interesting that some of the characteristics that I didn't like, I didn't notice on this bike. Hmm. And it's not for any other reason and what he explained and not all high pivots, although they, they were high pivots, it doesn't mean that they operate the same. Um, the the Norco's got like a, a virtual pivot, which allows them to manipulate the, the rear wheel part. Um, and then they've got an adjustable um, idler. So I think there's about four or five different settings where we can position this idler, which, you know, then it it's whether we can fine tune the balance of like, um, the balance of the, the pedal feedback. And and so it's, I guess you could, could make this bike feel, you've got more adjustability everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, within the four settings we've tried some different settings and and settings where i'd possibly feel more feedback through the pedals and where i wouldn't but again they came in with a setting that 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 gave me confidence it made me feel somewhat at home i i didn't feel um i didn't feel like and i was ready for it i mean i was ready to have this experience where i was going wow this bike feels so so different and and man they did a great job of, of putting me in a great comfortable position to start it off and then we then we worked from there. We worked through all these different settings so that I could understand the feeling and and uh, see where I needed to be. Hmm. Did were you, was your goal to make it feel like your V10? Like, have you adjusted your riding style, or is it? I mean, you said it feels you feel at home on it, but what's different? It, it's it's so funny, Sean. I I stand real tall on the bike, so although the, the front end is a bit shorter, and you know, obviously for my race bike, they're gonna they're gonna make a bike a little bit bigger. I rode the biggest bike they they had, and the front end is quite a bit shorter. But the the bottom bracket to top of head tube is actually relatively the same, which means the bike's like more compact but taller. So I stand a lot taller on the bike. So my biggest struggle is is trying to get those handlebars higher and higher and higher. Hmm. And um, but on this, you know, on on like my regular headset settings, fork settings, and and um, crown to handlebar settings, I felt like the bike was pretty high. And I was like, I could actually run it quite a bit lower. So for me trying to get that front end to stand a bit taller, you know, and it's a, it's, it's a, a tough one when you've got such lanky long legs. You know, you stand quite tall and then you pivot from your hips onto the front of the bike. And that's something that I'm trying to get away from. If you look at like, like the Lewix and the Jacksons and, and all these guys, they almost like stand straight up. I mean, they're hmm. quite a bit shorter. They then then the, the possibility is to almost stand straight up. And and I'm the exact opposite. We're all my weights leaning forward. So whenever the track turns down, 
I'm like really trying to hang off the back to get my weight further back. So yeah. this bike, I feel like it's, it's, it stands taller, which is something that I've been trying to do for years. It stands a bit taller, which I'm, I'm pretty lucky about. I mean, it, 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 there wasn't anything I did to, to do that. So that made it quite comfortable. And, uh, yeah, so I, I, I felt like that it, it was just a really good fit. Um, especially for a tall rider. I was, I was pretty impressed with it. Hmm, that's awesome. All right. I mean, you're kind of, I feel like you've answered the question a little bit that it's almost more about the team than anything else. But, um, you know, you've won a world cup on almost every kind of suspension. You single pivots with your orange, with the Honda, you're on a horse link with the hot, the Haro branded intense. You're on VPP, obviously like in the end, how much do you think the actual design of the bike matters? Um, yeah, bike design does matter for sure. It does. You've got to be able to feel comfortable on the bike to be able to win on the bike. Um, you can manipulate a lot. Like suspension is really good these days. I mean, you can use a suspension to manipulate a lot in a bike, but um, I think when you've got when you've got a great bike and and great suspension, it, it has to make such a difference. Um, but you know, it's a, again, it's it's also up to the rider. The rider's got to put it together in that race, so he's got to feel comfortable and and things around him really need to work well. Um, and so, so there again, that's like a big emphasis on on this program is is more the team, you know, making sure that that this team is ready and it's 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 got like a driving culture of race, um, you know, from engineering through to the race department, you know, everything is is focused on building the fastest team in the world, and um, and, and that's really cool. I mean, down the line, it's you know, we've got two really great riders, you know, uh, Lucas Cruz and 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 Gracie. I mean, yeah. They're brilliant riders. There'll be nothing more rewarding than building this platform to see these these two really excel. And, and I think I think I think they can totally. I think it's um, we've got some great um, staff in place uh, to support them and help them. And uh, we're going to structure it to to really try and um, increase that like trackside performance and and really direct that to the riders. So the riders have everything they they can to just focus on on racing and being the fastest racer they can. Hmm. Yeah, with Gracie and Lucas on there is super cool. And then the the press release mentions the source, which is a Norco Junior development team. Are you involved with that at all? Yeah, for sure we're gonna be. It's um you know, it, it's still very new. I haven't met everyone. I've obviously chatted to them all on, on video call. Um but but this is it. This is what's exciting about it and and and, and it's um you know, I'm building this race team which you know, new, using all the knowledge that I've had. And all the experience and i'm trying to create this team where I, I really feel can level up to like the likes of like specialized gravity and and you know commenso markov team I, I felt like they really had a had a, a clear directive of of supporting the riders um to another level and mm -hmm. um I, I don't want to copy what they've done i, I feel like we can come in a, from another angle and and maybe level up and, and bring in elements that we know that adrian's his experience in formula one and my years of racing down on and we combined this all and and really build a, a strong structure so not only for now that you know i'm going to be lucky enough to race on passing this on to the rest of the team but then with all the the source to come through the program and then to be 
to be able to have access to this to this team will will, will be something special. I mean, I I think you know down the line to to be directing this team to to be a a, a leading force in the World Cup race. I think that's 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 our main aim. Are you going to be helping with other bike development, or are you just worried about the downhill bike right now? Um, I'm, I'm sure I will. I mean, it's uh, right now it's it's all downhill bike. Um, and you know, I don't think I have a lot of like development to do there right now. To me, it's like, you know, we, we've looked at a few things. We've um, we're going to make the bike slightly bigger, but I mean, we've got this bike that every part of it can be adjusted independently and isolated from anything else. So you you can kind of create the downhill bike you need hmm. in this bike, which I, I think it's, it's it's so cool. I mean. Not only as a privateer, but as a pro racer too. I mean, wouldn't you want a bike that you can adjust in, in every way without having to forfeit anywhere else on the bike? Mm-hmm. You know, because normally it's a compromise. Normally you're going to adjust your head angle, and then the, your bottom bracket's going to be too low, or something. You're going to have you're going to have a, a pro and a con somewhere else. But but yeah, you can just go. Well, I need to adjust the head angle, and only the head angle, and that can be done. Or I want to adjust the shock rate, and I need it more progressive because um, it's like a flatter track or, or whatever it is. And uh, we can end up planning to do that without adjusting anything else on the bike. That, that's cool. So, no, I, I, I don't know how much more I'm going to be able to develop straight away, but, <laughs> man, with these guys, I think we can get, we can get creative. I, yeah. think it's gonna be a, a, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Cool. All right. <clears throat> I'm going to put this out there with the caveat that I think your experience, your mental game, like it's – no one is is there like you are obviously with the experience and the number of years but your mental strength so you could put out a result on race day kind of no matter what that's i think everyone would agree on that but this seems like a pretty heavy move for both you and norco with a bit of pressure like you're on a new bike the world cup field's getting faster there's a lot riding on this like do you ever think about like what happens if it doesn't go to plan like what if you're not top five or top 10 or if you get hurt? Like, does that even cross your mind? No, to be honest, it hasn't. And to, I feel like the pressure is relief. I feel like there's, <laughs> I feel like there's, uh, I, I haven't felt the pressure at all. Um, mm. You know, this is not about me going to win races. It's about me setting up a team. Okay. And, you know, me going back out to race and, and finish off racing. So, um, you know, in, in one way, I'm not going to go out and, and be like, oh, great, let's just drink beer and, and just, you know, enter this World Cup. No, I, I'm racing because I want to race. And if I want to race, I'm going to put everything into racing too, you know, train hard. And uh, I'm going to be ready and prepared to race. But um, this program's not about, it's not about me racing. It's about me setting up the team. Um, I'm almost, almost going to be like the guinea pig, testing it out, making sure it works and making sure it runs the way. I feel it should run, you know, from a, from a rider's perspective. You know, we've got we've got some great staff coming on board, um, and and they're going to be super supportive of of the riders. You know, like for team manager, we've got Alan Milway joining the team. I mean, Alan was was right next to Rachel the whole way through her her career, and I, I'm sure he was. I'm sure he was. Um, I'm sure he was a big part of Rachel's success. So. For, for Gracie, I mean, to have Alan Milway and all the experience he's had through the years, for him to be leading the team as, as team manager, that that's going to help her immensely. I mean, it's, it's going to be incredible. Um, obviously, Lucas and I will, will join up together and, and, and enjoy Alan's leadership in many other ways. So, 
but I think for, for women's racing, which I, I, I don't have a lot of experience in, um, you know, I, I've learned a lot and seen a lot uh, racing alongside Nina, who's, who's had an incredible season last season. So I think if we can really prove this concept and, and, and build this team to, to be a high-performing team, like I feel we can. I mean, I, I really think it's, it's, it's going to push a long way. So, yeah, this is not about – there's no pressure on me to go out and win races, um, but there's pressure to build, uh, to build this team to be the number one team in the world, and, and that's something that I want as well. So um, it's, it's, it's exciting. You know, we're definitely going to be looking for riders. We're definitely going to be trying to bring up riders through the source. So um, the, it, this is such a great opportunity. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited. It's – you know, it's you can you can develop like in so many ways. You can have this, you know, race for so many years, and when you leave racing, be able, have no one to pass it on to. And I've never had this opportunity to pass on all this race knowledge to someone else. Mm. You know, yeah, I've had teammates, and it, it's really tricky an environment when you're both riders and you're both positioned as riders. But my position now is to direct this team, and and that allows me to really focus on on passing on all the knowledge into the team setting up the team structure uh, making sure that the performance from the physical performance to uh the like the technical performance of the bike to um track side um that 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 we're really pushing the boundaries on on every aspect of it to get the, to squeeze every bit of racing and and uh time we can out of the racetrack so yeah it, it's really cool I, I i'm honestly really excited about it that's cool. That sounds awesome. Do you are you able to say how long you're you've signed your contract for? Is that Yeah, I, I'm 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 gonna go on a three year. I think it's you know, one year I'm definitely racing for a year. For sure. And uh I've got no pressure. I mean it's they they've said if I want to race another year and I feel like racing another year, I can I I really wanted to retire last season, but you know, when when, when you're not having fun and there's just it's it's just like a hot cooking pot you know the pressure was immense mm -hmm. um the stress was just next level it, it, it's just not a way to, to finish a career i i really enjoyed racing i think that's that's what kept me in the game for so long is it's just enjoying the, the industry and and racing and and um i want to be back to that so yeah i'm gonna sign off for another year and and see how it goes and if i want to do if i want to do a second year of racing then then we can but I think that's highly unlikely, to be honest. But um, the the plan is to to keep directing this team and to keep pushing pushing this team into the future. Cool. Do you have any personal race goals for twenty four, or is it just kind of race and see what happens? Well, you know, when you enter a race, you got to win, right? Yep. So uh, there's no point in entering if you don't think you can if you can win. So <laughs> I, I I really feel like. Uh, and it's funny. I was actually uh, texting, texting uh, Rob Roscoe, and he, you know he's he's such a race fan. <laughs> and every like every move is like, "How's the new bike?" And I was like, uh, "Yeah, I've just got to the test track. Let me know what the first run's like. <laughs> what is this like? What is that? It's like, can you calm down? I'm just I'm like need to focus here." <laughs> and I remember I'd done five runs. I hadn't adjusted the handlebars because me like for me to get my handlebars in the right position. It's super tough. So, you know, I angle the brake lever. So I know at 27 degrees, my brake levers are set. And then it's just up to the bar beam, um, need, need an adjustment. So, and it's what's so cool with this team is 
we're already on to figuring out a jig that that just jigs the handlebar into the bike and tighten it up and will always be in the same place. Hmm. Uh, I mean, that's 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 the next thing. Anyway, so um, I, I Rob's like, oh, how's it going? I haven't adjusted bar once. Tom's looking at me going, you're on your fourth run and you haven't adjusted your handlebar. I was like, yeah, you're right. I mean, that, that's a good sign. I mean, <laughs> really good sign. So I finished off and I like pushed on this last run of the day. I only did five runs the first time. I pushed really hard and I was like, wow, that was good. Okay, and uh, Rob, how was your last run? And I was like, well, actually, I, I feel like I went on this bike. And so for me, you know, to to have that sensation and to feel that good, um, it's exciting. I mean, I'm excited to go back and race. It's, uh, I've got some weight to drop. It's been a, a stressful <laughs> and, and busy off season, but I'm working on that. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to go back and get get between the well, it's get between the poles now. But it, it's <laughs> going to be cool. I'm excited. The confidence, I don't know. It sounds promising. So you know, on the on the race format, do you have any insight as to what the racing looks like next year? Are they still going to do finals and equality stuff that you can talk about or semifinals? Sorry. Hey, I don't. I, I don't know. I, I I believe it's it's still the same. Okay. Um, as far as I know, it's still the same format. I mean, it's it is hard, man. It's a it's a tough weekend. Um, you know, I'm all I'm all up for being real social after racing, and uh, some after some of the World Cups, you're absolutely so tired and spent that you can't even be social. I mean, it's like I'm gonna go to bed. It's now nine o'clock. <laughs> um, <laughs> That, that's never happened in my race career. And that's mm. not old age. I promise you it's not old, old age. It's just, <laughs> it, it is really tough doing two races on a day. Um, that that finals day is physical. Mm. Um, so, um, but, you know, it's, um, you can get caught up with trying to change the world and, and adjust things. But, you know, the schedule is the schedule and it's the same for everyone. So you just got to deal with it and get on with it. It's, um, yeah, I, I'm not a TV expert, so I can't say what's better for the sport from a TV perspective to getting bigger sponsors in because we're definitely going to need it. But, um, you know, that's up to Discovery and we can just trust that they know what they're doing and I believe they do. They they learn a lot more about TV than I do. So um, if it's working for them, then uh, I'm just going to be a racer and race the best I can on, on the schedule that they provide. What do you think of the new schedule? I'm... I'm not a semifinals fan, but mostly because of what you said, it seems like it's really hard on, on the racers. Um, I like watching it for free on YouTube, the semis. I love that juniors are free on YouTube. I hope that continues. Um, but yeah, it just, it almost makes finals, not a letdown, but just kind of less exciting because you've sort of seen what could happen, you know? So yeah, yeah I don't know. It's just, it's just a lot you know, a lot to watch in a day or to keep track of. So, and I can't imagine actually having to perform on it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's, I think they did a pretty good job at finding a good compromise, you know, to, mm-hmm. to drop to like straight to 30 into a final would be pretty brutal. Yeah. Um, and, and at least there's kind of a compromise through it, but you know, yeah. I, I'm not sure what's going on further down the line. So sure. But yeah, I think it's been a, you know, Going going back to it, I feel like Discovery did a pretty good job. I mean, it's their first time hosting World Cup events. It wasn't too bad. Um, yeah, I mean, it's there's, they had some tough comparison to Red Bull who had had it for for quite some time and and had taken it to a new level. But you know, to be honest, I think they did a pretty good job for their first time out. Yep. 
yeah, I couldn't imagine that, that undertaking at all. So yeah. Um, you're still in Fox clothing, right? Yeah, I am right now. Um, we're still working things out. We don't know, we, we don't know where all the team is, but yeah, I'm, you know, I'd, uh, I'd, I really enjoyed working with guys and yeah, that's, that's hopefully going to continue. Okay. Well, this might be the, the hardest or most controversial question that I have, but assuming, assuming <laughs> you the like UC- some tricky ones, right? Assuming the UCI amends a skin suit rule, are you going to wear that kit that Christian Craig had on at A1? That one piece? Hey, did you see that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can't, that, you can't tell. Cool. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah you can't. I mean, I, I think it's really cool that they were so progressive into trying to find something that, that's so different. Um, and uh, that's that's really cool. I, I really hope that, that Fox do something like that in, in mountain biking. I mean, it would be really cool. You know, it's um, not quite a skin suit, but yeah, I mean, shit, I think it's it's nice to see that companies are, are pushing the boundaries and it's about 11 if they made one for, for downhill. Hmm. All right, there you go. All right, last question for you. What are you going to miss about riding? Another this? awkward one. No, this one's this one's a feel good. <laughs> what are you going <laughs> to miss about riding for the syndicate? And then what are you looking forward to most for next year with Norco? Oh man, I've I've got some great friends in the syndicate. It's it's gonna it's gonna be um, it's gonna be weird not being with them. I mean, you know, Peter and I've been great friends for for a long time. I mean, I I was teammates with his wife back in two thousand uh, when Adele was racing on Adam Orange, and that's how I met Steve. And um, you know, to finally be on a team with him for sixteen years, uh, that was a that was a hell of an experience. But you know, it's 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 not that I'm. It's not that I'm leaving the party. I'm just moving to another dance floor, <laughs> and uh, so yeah, it's um, yeah. I'm I'm definitely gonna miss miss some of that for sure. And looking forward to the most with Norco. I, I think it's gonna be really rewarding um, as an athlete to 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 be able to try and help other riders and and give them and give them like a. a like the next level experience of a race team i think that's going to be rewarding and uh and and that's that's going to be my racing for for my next chapter you know when i when i move back out of racing i think i'm still going to want to compete and 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 want to um get you know it's exciting racing is exciting competition is exciting and this is the way that i'm going to be able to compete but not be between the tapes so I, I think I think that's going to be the most rewarding part, and, and something that I'm looking looking really forward to is is putting all this knowledge into a team, creating a structure, creating um, creating a flow for the athlete to really excel, um, and and that's really what I'm looking forward to. Awesome. Well, it sounds really exciting. It sounds like you're pretty hyped on the bike and the team behind the bike and yeah just wish you all the success coming up this year and really appreciate you making time for us today hey sean no anytime are, are we going to see it some world cups this year i'd love to now that west Virginia's off the the table it makes it a little harder but mount st Anne would be sick to go to so are you going to do sea otter or anything gonna... like that like or crankworks uh, any of those you know what i want to do i mean i've just been I just see like the US has got another strong series coming up. I mean, yeah, Clay, Clay and his team did a really good job at the US Open. Yep. Um, and and now they've expanded to like a new series in in 
in in the US, which man, it's 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 been needed. I mean, there's some talent coming through. I mean, I've seen it at the US Open. You know, having Asa mix it up there with the elites. I mean, that was <laughs> yeah. incredible. Yeah. Um, and then you look at like the junior ranks and like uh, what do you call the the category below junior? It's uh, yeah, like the U16 or something. U16, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, there's some there's a lot of talent, and and now you've got this um, national series that that looks like it's going to be really good. So. I'm trying to make a big effort to come over and do some of those events because, oh, cool. um, you know, the, the U.S. Open was, was great and um, I, I think it needs some more support. I think it's I think it's great that racing's coming back to the U.S. 